2: hd 2 Collinsville, St. Louis Now, back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After
0: Hmm Why?
3: And mom won't watch the news at night. There's too much stuff that's making her
0: cry. Brian Kelly, morning after appliance discounters,
3: 8 o'clock
0: hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Action Jacksons on the ones and twos. Plowhawk is ill, but he's in the Horton Watkins studio. Mm -hmm. So I'm during the commercial break. Uh,
3: Plowhawk, you feel like you're trending down. 100% trending down, but I think I had a feeling that was going to happen since, you know, if, if I felt like this over the weekend, I would feel like maybe this is the tail end of it. Seeing as I felt fine yesterday and now waking up to it, I imagine this is probably just the beginning. So, you know, we have plenty of meds at home um so hopefully just try to remedy that today uh and uh you know high spirit for tomorrow
4: high spirit what kind of medication are you going to be taking
3: 100 percent some day quill although i do, i would love a nap but i i think it's it's best to take some of the medication uh before i sleep so it may eliminate a nap with the day quill but also it'll probably make my throat feel good put a cough drop in and um you know hopefully just kind of relax when you nap, how long you nap on average, bro? Man, I'm a. I typically, if I time out a nap, usually it's about an hour. If I just, you know, smoke a beezy and I just naturally mm. pass out, I could be out three hours. Oh so. gosh, that's what I was on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I, I get dangerous nap. with my naps.
0: After I had slept for thirteen hours, I was up for four hours, and I'm like, I think I could sleep again, and then I slept again for like three and a half hours. It was insanity.
4: How would the boys deal with
0: that? Uh, I had, uh, my nephew's birthday party and I would have loved to have gone to it. Actually, he's the same age as my oldest son and I would have enjoyed going cause my family's going to be out of town for uh, a few months now. Hmm. Um, and, uh, but I, uh, so yeah, Anna Marie took them over to that and I just, uh, I didn't even know. She didn't even know I was not going to go. I just fell asleep. I think they were home by the time I woke up. Hmm. It was weird. It was a really weird deal. Doug, what do you think? Virus or food poisoning? Let's play virus or food poisoning.
4: I'm going food poisoning. just didn't eat if much. It, if it just lasts a day or so. Sounds like food poisoning yeah.
0: to me. Jackson, virus or food... Because you got to see me while this was going on, too. Right. I think it might been... How did friend, you get to see him? Because it started right at the end of Balloon Party.
2: Oh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll zag. I think it was like a 24-hour stomach yeah. bug.
0: Those you know are somewhat common. Not I lost eight pounds. Wow. You did? I don't have like... Like if the plowhawk lays eight pounds, he'd be negative. Yeah, yeah you'd be burying me. <laughs> <laughs> the last day I was like, oh, this will be interesting to see what I weigh on Saturday because he just
2: didn't eat a thing and Couldn't. probably. Sweating. I tried
0: to the thing. I was like, okay, maybe I can. I'll, so I, I went and I got Jello. And yeah. when the last time I went to the grocery store to get Jello mm. was because I'm like I, I, the idea of eating anything. Usually I eat a salad at noon, and I'm like that makes me the idea that makes me ill. So I'm going to try to get Jello, and I did. And uh, Doug, I would see it about an hour and a half later. Mm.
2: Yeah. Were you drinking a lot of water?
0: No, I didn't touch anything. Th- that's, like, then
2: you lost a ton of water Oh yeah. no, I didn't know, you know, yeah. I mean, uh,
0: I was, My doctor's like, "Yeah, just try Jello and clear liquids for the next 24 hours."
4: Yeah. It is amazing when you weigh yourself often how much your weight varies, just meal to meal, or when you go to or sleep. or time you wake time up in you the morning eat is a big factor and yeah.
0: how many how many carbohydrates at, at night. I mean, for me, I don't lift anymore, so. I don't know. Either way, Plalock, I hope you feel better. And I hope you don't have what I had, because it really was. It was 24 to 48 hours. It was miserable.
3: Luckily, I'm not VomCom. This is certainly what I have is a uh, what I like to call a virus. Oh. So I put the mask on, um, you know, just precautionary reason. And, you know, I don't want to freak anybody out or scare anything. But I don't really know what it is. So know. it could be minor. It could be major. You just never know. I don't know. You sound ghastly. Well, the day's such a thick, Doug. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, I think you'll be all right. I think getting up, moving around, I think sometimes that helps. Eating, forcing yourself to eat a little something, get get
3: back in your routine. I'm I am really good helps. at champing it out, though. Cause I like that, champing it champing out. Champing it out. I woke up this morning, typically, you know, the Nate in the east side of Alton, he would have called his boss at <sighs> Chick-fil-A and said, hey, man, I can't really come in today, you know, even though I had yesterday off because it's Sunday. Um, but no, for me, I wake up, it's 4 who am I gonna call? Am I gonna call Jackson? Go, hey man, I can't come in. I just, it, I mean, it, there are situations that I'll run into that, but no, I I champ it and I'm here and supporting the boys. Tim, come over and kiss me. I need to lose some weight. That's no. from
0: Steve and Wild. No. <laughs> oh,
4: gosh, God. I can do that. I'm I guessing mean, you sh- don't recommend the weight loss plan, though.
0: No, I'm I'm back up to. I guess I've I'm still net minus three since my Friday. Hmm approximately yeah but yeah i was like oh my god i'm I'm getting in the 140s i'm starting to get next to the plowhawk uh department i'm a a twink of a boy
4: iggy what do you weigh
3: uh 160 something oh you don't see i don't get that either because iggy eats one meal a day what do you think i weigh
4: (laughs) i would have guessed a buck 45
1: i think
3: 160 is right i think 150 something Dougie just said
0: 160
1: something yeah 150, 160, I don't know. <laughs>
4: yeah. okay. There's no right or wrong answer. I just wouldn't have thought, you're not terribly tall, and, and you're th- slender, thin. I would have thought yeah. 145. You're a twink
1: of a gentleman, too. Depends on what I eat. Well, yeah. Think about that, Doug. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, last night I had a burger.
0: Where'd you get it from? Bush Creek. Oh, look at that. We set them up. Oh. We didn't even know we set them up. Take so a it must this, have been a good burger. Yep. Oh,
1: It was so sweet. The burger was sweet? I've never had a hamburger meat that tasted like that. It was so sweet. It was delicious. So, uh, I got a question for you, though, Doug. What? What kind of meat do you plan on putting in your mouth this Sunday for the big game? Oh, uh,
4: I'll be on an airplane on the way back. Oh, yeah. Where are you going again? Dallas. Nice. Oh, this is is before the (laughs) Mediterranean trip, huh? Mm hmm. Okay. Well, I got 17 weeks this year. Well,
1: why don't you take a week and a seat?
4: I would like that too.
1: Bush Creek Valley Farms wants to put their meats in your mouth, yeah, uh, as well as all our listeners' mouths. Uh, Bush Creek Valley Farms has all types of high-quality cuts of beef and pork, guaranteed to satisfy the largest of our Walrus listeners. They deliver their grass-fed, pasteurized-raised meats nationwide in insulated boxes to ensure your order arrives in perfect condition, just in time for the big game or Valentine's Day.
4: Oh, good idea,
1: Valentine's Day. You want to get your your significant other something? cook for her.
4: You want to get your sweetie some nice meaty? Cook for her. Mm-hmm. This
1: is this is the day she doesn't cook. Mm-hmm. Get a nice slab of ribs. Oh, God. Go to Bush Creek Valley. <laughs> I'm just I'm hungry just thinking about oh, it. Oh, are you? Yeah, go to bushcreekvalley.com and browse their various curated boxes such as the brisket box, pork chop box, ground beef box. I had the ground beef last night. How was it? Uh, delicious. What it was, was sweet. It?
4: Sweet, yeah, that's yes. right.
1: uh Or build your own box. You can go on there and just see, hey, I want some fillets. I want some porterhouse. Maybe a... Ribeye and throw in some pork steaks. Oh, pretty simple. Once you have what you need, be sure to apply the promo code TMA ten for ten percent off your box. We're making it easy for you. Okay, it's just ten percent off. You know, we had earlier. If you do the curated box, five percent, ten percent, twenty. It's all make it simple because our our listeners couldn't figure it out because they're dumb. Oh. You're not dumb if Doug, you get you're doing it. a
0: live read, really but attacking no, the audience. There's
4: really no way to sell the meat to the listeners. It is. You're too dumb to get this. <laughs> well, we're
1: making it simple for you. Okay. TMA 10 for 10% off your box order. That's TMA and the number 10 for 10% off each box order. Support a local family farm and go to brushcreekvalley.com and enter code TMA 10 at checkout for 10% off. Bush Creek Valley Farms, high quality meats for a low brow audience. What's the passcode?
0: TMA 10. Okay. Nice. Uh, the passcode uh, at Munganast is the secret phone number. Secret phone number to text Jamie Burkhard, Clayton Patterson, or Peter Munganest. Doug, do you
4: know the secret phone number? That number would be 314-252-0029. That's it. Straight to the muckety-mucks. Yep. <laughs> I saw muckety-mucks. It's a phone mm-hmm. call
0: or a text. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Your
1: call. I saw Clayton Saturday. Oh, yeah?
0: Where'd you see him?
1: That's how good they are. They called me and said... Uh, AK, we need to slap some new tags on your
0: plates. Bring oh. on in. Doug, what's his
4: tags? Tags, yeah. <laughs> 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 Vietnam type flashback <laughs> <laughs> memories for me.
0: Well, Morgan asked Is the best customer service looking for a new car, pre owned car, or just to get your car serviced? Work with the best, the official automotive provider, the Ryan Kelly Morning After, and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, and the title sponsor of Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. It's all one place, stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. And there's a secret number. That number is 314-252-0029, straight to the muckety-mucks. And Jamie Burkhardt texted me during the uh, Ass 7 o'clock hour. Did he? And he said, what you guys should do is record a two- to three-hour show Friday afternoon, play it twice on Saturday morning. I would sponsor, and I bet others would as well. How about that, oh, Doug? Gosh. More radio, more podcasting. Yeah. If
1: the people want it. more lists, More listeners and more sponsors. Yeah. I said I'll do whatever they need me to do to make money for the station. You'll come wow. in and
4: spin tunes.
1: Well, I wonder if, if Khalid would sponsor that.
0: Things are happening. I don't know. Just but, full of ideas, just percolating. Uh, Gabe Yarman will percolate on Mississippi State on Saturday night. Uh, the Tigers losing. Got it close at one point, Doug, 45-41. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then Mississippi State pulled away. This was kind of reminded me of the A&M game where they fell behind big and then they came back and then... And then they wind up getting blown out. Yeah. Uh, if the three pointers don't fall, they're not. They're not going to beat anybody. Wide Delta, uh, Jackson? You are the official Missouri basketball correspondent. Before the Colonel joins us, and I go to this uh, Athletic uh, 2023 MLB Wild Card Franchise Rankings. I'm sure you have takes. Did you first off? do you lose sleep Saturday night? Because Jackson loses sleep when Missouri loses.
2: Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, no, he, he that,
0: revealed that on Balloon Party, and they they pounced.
2: That one actually really did frustrate me. Here we go. It was, I think it was their second worst performance behind uh, Kansas. They, it wasn't that they were just missing shots. They were clanking them. They were going off oh. the side of the rim. They weren't like in and out or like hitting the back of the rim. They were clanking shots.
1: Aren't uh, they leading the SEC in scoring? Yes. And they and scored, what, 50 something?
2: Yeah. If they if they score 70 or more points, they're undefeated this season. Um, so that's kind of the magic number. And they can only reach that if they're hitting threes. And they were, hit, and in that stretch where they were keeping it close. They weren't hitting free throws. That's what, what do you say, Tim. You have to hit free throws in March. Yeah,
0: Borch. Yeah.
2: So that's a problem. They were playing to Mississippi State's uh, pace, which is never a good thing for Mizzou. And to Mississippi State's, Mississippi State's credit, they played really good half court defense. But when Mizzou can't push in transition, when they can't hit threes, they look like a very average ball club. Now on the opposite end, when they're hitting shots and creating chaos on defense, they look like you know one of the top twenty five teams in the country. So it's a very very wide delta. But that game. You need road wins, and that was a good opportunity for one. You couldn't grab it.
4: They had a couple of huge wins in Illinois and Kentucky and beat both teams convincingly. Beyond that, they've been a pretty average
2: team. Beating right? Iowa State was a huge, Iowa State huge was a nice picture. win.
4: But they're, what, 5-5 five and five in the conference?
2: That sounds right. Um, yeah. Two road wins this season. That's not good.
4: And they bolstered their record with their non-conference wins. Yeah. Although they do have those three big wins.
2: They have three big wins, three signature wins, wins against ranked teams, and quad one wins, uh, but don't have road wins. But not a lot of SEC teams have road wins. It's tough to win on the road in the SEC. Uh, but having said, you got you, you, you had to be either Florida, A&M, or uh, Mississippi State on the road, and you couldn't get any of them. Well, after such a bad loss on a Saturday night, did you still go out and dance by yourself? <laughs> <laughs> not by my—I I went out for a little bit. But Where'd you go? I didn't hit it that hard. You go to Soulard Bra? Nah, a little place uh, in the South City. Oh, really? Where? Stans. You ever been to Stans?
0: Named no. after the guy from uh, 98 Degrees. It was actually named after Arcadia, Bell Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> where is this stands?
2: Uh Like Delore and uh, an- another South City street. <laughs> okay. You can shoot pool there and hang out. It's just a neighborhood bar? Yeah, it's just a very tiny neighborhood bar.
0: How's that ass? Uh, not
2: good. It was not... Mm. So
0: this isn't a library. So you were no, so, bummed out,
4: <laughs> so bummed out that it lost to Mississippi State yeah. that you that you just kind of went to a small bar and shot billiards. <laughs> when you put it like that, it sounds yeah. bad. Sounds I would have thought maybe you'd go to a the night spot to maybe get yourself in a better mood.
3: <laughs> no, you'd
2: be wrong. Hmm.
0: <laughs> so you were despite, remember, after the Arkansas loss, I, I just kind of flippantly asked her, oh, did you lose sleep? And just' goes, yeah, I was up all night thinking about it. Oh, oh God. Yeah, What's are... it going to be like during the NCAA tournament? No, I'll be in shambles.
4: I have never been a, a big enough fan of any team where their loss affected me to the point where I didn't want to continue to go out and have a good time. Now, my, if my own team, some team that I played on lost, yes, but not watching somebody else's
2: team, even if
4: it's a it card, Missouri
2: isn't your team, bro?
4: It is, but if they lose, oh, well... <laughs>
2: Sounds like someone that's in the true son. Oh well, no! Have fun
4: about. on Tiger Board today. But it's that way with the Cardinals too. If they, even if they lose a, you know, a really important game, it hurts for about, you know, ten fifteen minutes. <laughs> and then I'm able to plow on, do whatever the hell I was going to do. Well, be it before. wasn't like I was crestfallen. I you wasn't were, walking. You were around. playing
2: pocket
0: billiards. <laughs> billiards is fun. Shooting stick
2: is fun. I don't care what anyone
0: says. Who was there? A sweet, sweet Kai.
2: No, nah, Gareth. privates and Pete and Herb. Well, Herb's hog was out. Yeah, he was ornery. He wasn't happy after the last All season. Right. None of us were. I'm just
4: surprised a bunch of three guys sadness. would get together and and, Who said single? and shoot pool Herb and on a, a Saturday PCP night of
2: significant other.
4: It's been about the last thing I wanted to do when I was 24 and single. Let's go shoot some pool at a small little bar in South Side. "No!" <laughs>
2: Well, some people like some things. And some I guess people like they other do. Things. I'm Does tired Bill- of being I'm tired of being ridiculed for what I do in my free time. <laughs> yeah. you know, it Seems like a whole segment of this presentation. I don't like Does it. The Billikens
1: won yesterday. They no. lost to VCU on yeah. Friday. Okay, let's. Well, you yeah, fed up
2: with them now, <laughs> down Ford?
1: Well, they could have been number one in the A10. A10, I think.
4: If had they won all their games.
2: No, they could have. If they, they, yeah, they would have beat BCU, they would have moved up to number first. one. Still, they're going to need to win the A10 tournament together. Yeah,
3: get whenever Travis Ford has expectations, hold him <sighs> up.
2: What does that mean? <laughs> the exhale before the delivery was key
3: hold him up
4: you don't believe in in Travis He's I
3: mean, the best coach you're gonna get so you cannot fire him you getting local recruits and doing everything you need to do but man Why
4: would they want to fire him his team teams
3: that's... are terrible in late situation <laughs> not defense terrible? no doug I didn't say terrible in general free-throw shooting late defensive switching they're awful at both man they just self-inflicted wounds and after five years of that I don't know Probably the coach, but again, like Traven Ford, probably the best you're gonna get there. Personality-wise, recruiting-wise, this is just what you're gonna get—a bunch of NITs. Oh, I like him. I don't think you should fire him. What are you gonna get? But I don't think anybody's talking about firing him. I don't know, Doug. I, I, do you see Shea Fitz's tweet over the weekend? No. That's the dude paying money. So what did he say? He, he was pissed about the loss. I mean, he What'd could read—you re- could read into the tweet rather well. Like, what did he say? Just another heartbreaking, defeating loss.
2: He said it was a bad loss.
3: Yeah. yeah it, to me, when he tweeted that, that shows a lot because he typically doesn't get too down and out about a random loss. So he looked pissed or seemed pissed. Hmm. See. It would be just fun to be it. so
4: wealthy to have a <clears throat> build a building and have it named after you while you're still young enough to
3: enjoy that. Amazing. It's amazing. That's I love the build Arena, too.
4: Well, because we don't have the cash. <clears throat> We just don't
1: have it. Great place for concerts, too. They don't
0: get a ton of them, but it's a good venue for concerts. Uh, Let's see. Terrible loss for St. Louis MBB. No more, no less. Dr. Rich Yeah. Uh,
3: Doesn't that seem weird of a tweet?
0: SLU needs to cut the turnovers. They do, they win.
1: Well, well, it's not going after
0: the coach. The coach has- No, I'm just, I'm no I see what he usually tweets to try to get uh, baseline behavior. That's what I'm doing.
2: I mean, free throws aren't really on the coach. A player, can, It's like gra- feeling f- a ground ball.
3: Dude, six, five or six years of like, you know, bottom A-10 and free throw percentage, after a while, the coach, man, when you have recruits and sets of players coming in and still not understanding how to hit free throws, that's a coaching issue in terms of how many they shoot, are they shooting them after practice, I, you can shoot
2: and, a million of practices and you're never gonna replicate free throws in the game.
3: Well, uh, there's a common denominator. In five years there have been a lot of different players on this roster and one common denominator as a head coach. You want him Ford. Out. No, I don't. Doug, I already oh, said you okay. can't fire the guy, there's nothing oh. else you can get. You play in the A ten. No offense to the A ten, but kind of a trash league.
2: They put like three or four they put like three or four tournament I I teams together challenge. a year. What's up? They put like three or four <laughs> tournament teams in Oh, it's
3: the most top heavy of the conferences in the country. I mean, geez, look at the bottom. you got the LaSalle's and the
2: LaSalle plays in a good gym, though. It it's, is. Oh, you gym. like LaSalle's gym? It's gym. It's Reminds not me of an arena. No, it is literally yeah. a high school gym. Like, yeah. I think Kirkwood might have more capacity.
0: Pioneer proud. All right, I deep teased uh, this story. Doug, this is for you. Okay. 2023. MLB wild card era franchise rankings. This is from the Athletic Post early this morning. Here is, here is how they do it. Okay. Uh, he writes, Stephen Nesbitt, you know Steve Nesbitt? No. He says, as a true ball rider of the people.
4: Don't say that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he just anointed himself that, that he's the one speaking for the people, <laughs> the voice of the voiceless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're ranking teams from 1995 to the present. Uh, you get nine points for winning the World Series. Okay. Uh, For winning a pennant, you get six points. Pennant? For losing in a championship series, you get three points. For losing in a division series, you get two points. For losing in the wild card, you get one point. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, in addition, readers wanted to incentivize division titles and penalize prolonged non-competitiveness and tanking. So teams are now rewarded each time they win their division, plus one point, and docked when they lose at least 90 games in consecutive seasons, minus one point. Consider the first bad season, a grace period, lose 90-plus games five seasons in a row like the 2001 to 2005 Tigers, and that's minus four points total. Mm. Uh, Add up the point totals for each of the past 28 seasons, from the short 1995 season through 2022 World Series, and you've got the updated franchise rankings. Doug, the worst franchise since 1995 is...
4: Uh, I guess I would go with that Detroit or maybe, you know, Seattle went forever without getting in the playoffs.
0: I can't. I don't have the time for you to uh, go to Detroit. No, I'm sorry.
2: It went to a world series.
4: Well, so did Kansas city. So they're probably out. Uh, Oakland.
0: No. When I say it, you're going to be kicking yourself by the way. T- uh, Colorado or Miami that's for that's, sure. No. Not Seattle. Man. No.
4: Can I have the initials please? P P Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. See, that was easy. Don't make it so easy.
0: They're the only ones who are in the negative total. Oh God! Mm. <laughs> they have minus four points. <laughs> <Mm-mm>.
1: That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's not been
0: a great run. The next team is ten points away from them. And to give you an idea of uh, how the point total works, uh, the, the team that is number one in the wild card era, just to give you an idea to show just how bad the Pirates have been, uh, that is uh, the only team, like I said, in, in negative points, and they're 10 points, which is the biggest gap mm-hmm. between number 30 and 29. The second worst team, anybody want to fire a bullet? We're not going to do all 30 for the record. Oh. But
4: uh, initials, please.
0: B-O. Baltimore. Baltimore
4: Orioles. Yes! We're experts at this. That was easy.
0: Yeah. Uh, then you get to the Royals. Even though the Royals won a World Series and went to a World Series in 2014, uh, won it in 2015. uh, Otherwise, it's been a disaster. And then you see another friend from the National League Central, the Cincinnati Reds, 27th. Uh, You'll see another friend from the National League Central. That'll be a theme in the early going. Hmm. Uh, This one might surprise you, the Milwaukee Brewers, 24th. Really? How about that? That one kind of surprised me when I was reading because this. Because they've
4: this been morning. pretty good
0: lately. Uh, Milwaukee missed the playoffs this past fall for the first time in five years, but momentum still seems to be in their favor. The Brewers boast one of the best rotations in baseball, headlined by Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. And adding William Contreras this winter strengthens a lineup that already was better last year than many realized. The Brewers checked in at number eight on Law's latest farm system rankings, but overall since 1995. They have 14 points, which puts them in 24th place. Another friend from the National League Central mm. uh, makes an appearance uh, in the bottom half, and that would be, of course, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, no, they actually, I'm sorry, the Chicago Cubs are 10th, not in the bottom half, 10th. And I'm surprised they're 10th, but they did have uh, a run in the late aughts, and then, of course, the run in, mm-hmm. in 15, 16, and uh, in 17. I don't know what they were around in 18 or not. But uh, the Cubs are tenth now. The question, Doug. Yeah. The most successful franchises. Give me the top three since 1995.
4: I would think it would be Boston, maybe Houston, and the Dodgers.
0: None of those are in the top three. Really?
4: Wow, really? Boston's not in the top three.
0: <laughs> Cardinals.
4: So then the Yankees the Cardinals,
0: and... Braves? uh, Giants? Uh, You're you're firing good bets at the pot, but Ken Mm. Strode's the one who's correct. I mean, he's just nailing everything. Really? The Yankees are number one by a comfortable margin, by the way. But keep in mind... The Yankees, I'm sure, if you, we were doing francesca's show in New York, probably don't have a whole lot of equity in New York right now yeah. because they haven't won a World Series since 2009. But when you go back to 95, you have them dominating yeah. 96. They didn't get there in 97. The, I apologize in advance, Indians did, uh, and they lost to the Marlins. Um, and then, but they were, they were in the postseason. And then 98, 99, 2000, and they were a half yeah. inning away in 2001. Uh, from winning yet again, so they had that run and a two thousand and nine World Series, and they're in the playoffs all the damn time. So the Yankees have a comfortable gap between them and uh and the second place team and the second place team, the Braves. Really. But again, a lot of that would be weighted toward the Braves winning the World Series in ninety five, getting the World Series in ninety six. Uh, Eric Gregg had an, an intriguing strike zone when they played the Marlins in 1997.
4: A foot outside is a strike. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it's by one of the Braves' top pitchers, a foot
0: <laughs> outside is a strike. Well, It was it was to the advantage of Levon Hernandez that particular afternoon. And at uh, 99, they were back in the World Series. And uh, and then they've, they've won one since then as well. So I think that's where that comes from. Again, kind of like the Yankees, a lot of the late 1990s. So if you're younger, that might... And then number three, the Cardinals. And they're right there with the Braves as far as the tops of the National League. I would have thought, honestly, I would have gone probably Yankees, Braves, Cardinals, Giants. Red Sox have won three World Series, right? Red Sox are fourth. But the Cardinals have a decent gap on them. 72 points for the Cardinals, 66 points for the Red Sox. Here's what they write about the Cardinals. Only two MLB teams have had no 90-loss season since 1995, the Cardinals and the Yankees. The Cardinals are a model of excellence and reliability in the National League. Since 2000, the Cardinals have had just one losing season, which was 2007, and have reached the playoffs 16 times. If you're a fan of the Brewers or Cubs or about 20 other teams, that's maddening consistency. St. Louis didn't add much this offseason, settling for one big deal to bring in Wilson Contreras to replace the retired Yadier Molina. But with an established roster and a top-10 farm system, they'll be all right. Um, so the Cardinals... Uh, in the last decade, have 22 points, which puts them fifth in Major League Baseball.
4: Yeah, yeah, that that seems about right to me. Plowsy, what do you think about the Cardinals being described as a model of excellence?
3: <clears throat> I mean, I, I I hate what happened the last six years, but in terms of from '95 to now, I mean, it's it, it's obvious they're a top five franchise. I mean, I, I I love to bash them, but they're right. No 90 lost seasons. You have, what, two World Series in that era?
0: 2006, 2011. 2006, Lost in 2011. 2004 and 2013.
3: I hate from 2012 to now in the era that I absolutely cannot stand Cardinal <laughs> baseball. But no, Come like on. before that, I, I completely agree with the rankings. I cannot wait to see in the next five to ten years when they do this to see where they stack up with a bunch of wild card one and duns and <laughs> a bunch of low-hanging fruits. Oh, so, yeah, like that uh, That, that la, era is great. Dodgers, <laughs> Maltons, Brewers, Twins. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're very good, Phillies.
4: That's right. Pittsburgh, like 82 and a half, except that division with the Cubs. If the Phillies weren't it, if the Panthers weren't in it with the Cubs, <laughs> I think they're probably over... In that division, I just worry about them. And the Cardinals, the Cardinals, they put them at, what, 84 and a half? Mm. Into, about
1: right.
3: About right. <laughs> mm. But I I, I, I I, absolutely cannot stand the Cardinal baseball from 2012 to now. That's, that's my most annoying. Right? I, I, I cannot stand it, man.
4: I feel differently. I feel the Cardinals give me everything I need in my
3: team. They're Doug, it, it's milk toast. It. If you want to just...
4: But they're Backdoor in it your way. You're almost, in it, okay. Almost every game they play is meaningful. From the start of the season right down to the last game... They're all meaningful games.
3: Give me the Houston Astros model any day of the week. You instead want to be the worst
4: of, team in the league for three or four years? <laughs> yes,
3: yes, and then be dominant the next 10 to 12. 100% Doug. Just floating along. Just It's it's not entertaining to me, I'm sorry. Not having that aggressive off right seasons. Merit badge. <laughs> yeah. I think Strauss would hate this this 10-year run too that the Joe Cardinals Strauss have been on. Strauss
0: is so missed. Yes, And the thing is, when Joe Strauss passed away, I knew he'd be missed. Uh, Because, again, he's a credible dissenter, you know. A lot of people can dissent, but they might not be credible. And then, you know, plenty of people who have credibility are scared to dissent. So that's why Strauss was so great. And he didn't give a damn, which also makes him, you know, lethal. lethal. But uh, I would, with, with regards to the Cardinals' consistency, when you observe that three of the teams ranked in the bottom 20 percentile are from the National League Central, 24, 27, and 30. I think that helps provide why Cardinal fans, I don't think, as weird as it might sound, would feel that the franchise since 1995 has been the third best in baseball. Because... While the point total is there, which is certainly boosted by division titles, that kind of consistency appearing in the postseason has been met with a lot of disappointment in the postseason. When you're there as often as they are to, quote-unquote, only get to four World Series, that isn't a great conversion rate. And then it would speak to the argument that they are, in part, in part experiencing the appearances in the postseason because they're in a division with two woeful operate. I mean, the Pittsburgh Pirates are another world. Pittsburgh Pirates, I think you could make a case. Jackson, you can provide the NBA contests because everybody in the NFL in the last 15 years has been in the playoffs, unless I'm missing something. Um, and I realize the NFL's got a bunch of people going to the playoffs. But the Pittsburgh Pirates, I think you can make a case for being the worst franchise in professional sports, the four major sports leagues in North America since 1995. So that's in your division. The Reds have been a dumpster fire as well. And I'm surprised to see the Brewers there at 24, honestly. And I'm surprised to see the Cubs as high as 10. But I think the handful of years where the Cardinals were kind of out of it, that's when the Cubs were in, and I'm talking about 07, 08. Um, and uh, And then the Cubs had their run when the Cardinals were kind of flopping around in 16, 17, and 18. So maybe that's why that doesn't seem— because they weren't really doing battle like the Cardinals and Astros were. Yeah. You the know Pirates I mean? haven't
2: even had, like, since McCutcheon and even before, like, who's, like, their most They were a few outs player. away from
0: getting the Cardinals out in 2013, yeah, and they blew they had that a lead. They good team back then. They did, and the Cardinals yeah. came back in Game 4, and then they beat them in Game 5, Wainwright and Garrett Cole, if I'm not mistaken. And then like,
4: the Pirates just— uh, jettison their top
0: players. (laughs) Ah, we don't need these guys. Well, they they traded for Matt Morris, who was on his way to go to Montana and play FIFA the rest of Mm. his life (laughs) and couldn't have been more annoyed by having to go East. And then the Chris Archer thing, and I'm not doing this because Iggy has a thing with Chris Archer. It was a stunning trade with the Rays for what they gave up Mm. and for what Chris Archer was. I mean, they've just made these really strange deals. So it's kind of like how I mean, I wasn't really, I mean, I was alive in the 1980s, but I know Fans of the Big Red, the, the St. Louis Football Cardinals, would talk about the front office moves and go, "What are they doing?" Oh yeah, that's yeah, especially the with Pirates, the draft. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, when when though when three of the bottom six teams in the rankings are in your division, that's that's telling you, you know that that helps your cause. Meanwhile, the Yankees to be in the spot they're in when you've got the Red Sox in there. Uh, you know, speaks a lot when the Red Sox are there along with the Yankees. And, um, you know, and and while the Rays certainly aren't a blue-blood team, somehow, I feel like since they made that appearance in the World Series in 2008, they're always there, even though you probably can't name more than five players on the team. And there aren't more than five people in that beautiful ballpark.
4: (laughs) Well, St. Louis is a similar-sized market to some of these other teams that have really struggled like Pittsburgh and Milwaukee and Cincinnati and Kansas City, similar-sized market, we ought to be pretty happy that they found a way to be able to, to, to play with the big boys and to afford some of the best players in the game and the salaries that they command.
3: Play with the big boys. Well, I think they do. Win.
4: <laughs> well, they, they have won a couple of World Series in the last 20 years.
1: They didn't win the division last year. Let me ask the plowmaster
2: this.
3: (laughs) Well, I don't I mean the division was I
4: mean I mean their playoff record in the last few years has been has been woeful.
3: Yeah, Doug. Again, my point. Thank you. I mean, making the playoffs to me, I'm just done with it. I'm just. (laughs) Why are you you done with that? (laughs) That's
4: the whole purpose of the regular season. But also,
3: like you're talking about, oh, we avoided the bad contracts. Like we haven't. Brett Cecil, Andrew Miller. I mean, we have Mike Leake. Every team's
4: got those. Every team in the we just signed Stephen
3: Matz. He played eight games last year. (laughs) We have another pitcher coming off of injury. Like I'd rather just use. You know, all that money that we spent on four terrible players who are out of, you know, out off the roster in three years and just overload and overpay Bryce Harper type player, which we should have, but we didn't. So what? that's why I, I just the Cardinals. It's almost like they they just they overthink and shoot themselves in the foot. I, I think just uh. you just got to go and be aggressive. Well, but they don't need to be because you got three th- three million nacho head eating <laughs> dorks going <laughs> oh every my time gosh. going to see Lars Newt Bar Ugh. grinding a pepper shaker. Mm. Well, the
1: Cardinals are never uh. going to have three players on their team all making twenty five to thirty million a year. Never. Well, if you had Bryce they almost the have
4: team. that now, don't they?
1: Well, you got out on Goldschmidt, Aaron Otto and Goldschmidt Aaron Otto. who's the next closest. Contreras probably.
4: Yeah, it's, Contreras it's, well, probably not, close to that.
3: 25, 30 million?
4: Not 25 or 30. What do you get? 80 million over four years? You yeah. got
3: like 16 and a half, maybe. 15 and a
4: half. And they've had it. Molina made a ton of money. They had a bunch of guys right around 18 million or so.
1: That's wow. yeah, not 25 or 30. I'm well, talking about these 10 year contracts for $300
3: million. They're, well, they're not... Bryce Harper contract would have worked out for the Cardinals. And just in terms of now, you have a DH. Look at what he did, they're doing in Philly. I mean, it's just absolutely raking it. Yeah. So that th- that one we should have done, and I'll stand by that. Well, and clattering. just because
4: just because you wanted him doesn't mean that the player wanted to come here.
3: Well, probably not for that. I'm sure Mosley gave like, a nice, uh, tempting offer.
4: Apparently, they were they went <laughs> heavy after three
3: years, thirty five million with the option of a fourth.
4: And Carlos Stanton. Apparently, they made a play for him. He said he just didn't want to play here.
3: Why and those are the ones we here? got lucky with. Yeah.
4: Well, there's no guarantees with any of these contracts that the Bryce Harpers or the, the, the Brett
3: Cecils... Well, you know? they're guaranteed when you're signing Brett Cecil, Mike Leak, and Stephen Matz that there's 100% disappointment going to happen. None of <laughs> those, nobody was like, oh man, we got Mike Leak, let's give him $80 million. Yes! Like, nobody was excited about the contract that they shelled out for those guys.
4: Good morning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hindsight, of course, is... Is 2020, those turned out to be terrible signings for sure. But every team does that. Every team swings and misses sometimes. They all do. It's just part of it.
3: Yeah. You don't buy that. <laughs> I'm just so sick of backdooring in the playoffs and just losing in the wild card. It's just so annoying. It's like, Am I the only one that's annoyed by that? Well, they didn't. <laughs> they I feel, didn't like, I, I, I feel like I'm the, the only one.
4: If you win the division, that's not backdooring.
3: Oh, my God. You see that division? Jesus, Doug, come on.
4: <laughs> we just talked the about the
3: Pirates. They have negative four points. Well, I know that, what that means. Absolutely nothing, but you, like.
4: Well, you can only play in the division where they put you. So
3: You just, you, know, you really only have to care about a third of like your division games, really. You can go in there with a hangover and beat the Pirates. Now, that's changing <laughs> I mean, this year, right? The schedule changed. Right.
4: It's, where now they play. It's more balanced. I think schedule. they play everybody in baseball that's this correct. Year. That's correct. And fewer crazy. division games.
3: And I like that.
4: Yeah, I do too. Just for the entertainment value. I like to see everybody. I don't need to see 18 games. 13 games
3: against
0: division rivals, 52 games overall against division opponents. Each team will play six games against six opponents and seven games against four opponents in the same league for a total of 64 games. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So that will most likely, barring somebody in the National League Central who is not projected to have a good year, having a good year, that will quote-unquote hurt a team like the Cardinals that is expected to have yeah. a good year. The, th- and, the thing that I would make, the, and, I, and I make this observation more often on 101 than I do here, but I'll, I'll bring it here, is nationally, John Mazalak's approval rating is, because I, I, I would guess, Doug, I mean, know this is totally arbitrary, but I would think his approval rating in St. Louis is around 40 to 50%. And nationally, amongst baseball writers and and hardcore baseball fans, because the average person can't name the GM or president of baseball operations of most teams, would put it like at 80 to 90 percent. Probably so, yeah. And then the Cardinal approval rating over the last decade locally, I think more people—I don't think they're necessarily as extreme as, say, the Plowhawks' opinion is, but haven't considered the last decade to be particularly successful— it's been, but, it, I mean, it, they were. If we're going the last decade, I don't know if we're going to start in 12 or 13. Um, 12, they were, they were a, a win away, beating Barry Zito away at home from going to yet another World Series. But if you just want to start in 13, they went to the World Series. 14 NLCS. Really disappointed. That's one where a manager got him, And that was that was stunning, what went on in the management of the 2014 NLCS. And really unfortunate, because uh, I think that team was was good enough. Uh, In 2015, a 100-win team, but then you had these mediocre 16, 17, and 18 teams. 19 had some great pitching, but crap offense relative to the teams that would wind up advancing. uh, You know, they just got shut down by the Nationals. 2020 is whatever. And 2021, that was a a month-ish of great baseball if you recall, that was the winning streak but Yeah, year. right at the end. And then 2022, I thought 2022 was a great year. I did think, 20, I think 2022 was a great year. So I think if you're comparing it to a lot of teams in baseball, it would be on the top third. I think for Cardinal fans, however, I don't know if it necessarily feels that way. And I think that's perhaps because of what 16, 17, 18, and then the flame outs in the 19 NLCS. I don't even remember what happened in 2020. I don't know how many people even count 2020. You had the wild card beat to the uh, the Dodgers, and then the sweep against the Phillies. So I think for what the standard is locally, I think many fans would say the last decade hasn't been great. And then I think nationally people would go, well, the Cardinals, they're always in it. And the Cardinals have been to an NLCS in 13, and 14, in 19, and they've been in the playoffs in, if you want to count, 20, but 21 and 22. But that's a very wider net definition of the playoffs than even the first 10 years of this decade, much less if you want to go back to the playoff format of the 1990s or uh, in 1980s before you had the wild card where you were a a series win away from going to the world series. So it kind of gets closer to that 1980s NHL where four of the five teams in the Norris division would play around Robin and one team would be sitting out. Uh, And so that is why I understand where the plowhawk is coming from with Uh, going the last decade has not been... I mean, I realize he's more passionate about it, but is... And then you look at the other teams in the division, and minus that 15 season, and then also 13 where the Pirates were really good, you haven't had teams from the National League Central that you're going, oh, that's a a World Series contender. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The the World Series contenders have come from the East and the the West. And more often than not, it's been... The Dodgers out of the West, although at the, the beginning of that it was a lot of the Giants, and uh, and then here
3: recently the Phillies and the Braves. And my passion is also because, like, I feel like death right now, so I am also getting oh, a little bit more. So I,
4: you sound ghastly.
3: I just, I, I just expect more. Like, I just don't like basically flatlining in the playoffs. I, I, I and my, Cardinals are model of consistency. I get that. I just, I am sick of hearing that, and I am sick of you know kind of having all these free agent opportunities out there, and then we hype up a guy in his fourth season trying to hit over 220 or hyping up prospects who probably won't be in the league for another two years. Uh, we just justify not signing players by just giving, you know, half-ass excuses, and then we go into the playoffs and absolutely look lost. Taking out, Quintana, like all this. It's just, it's just Cardinal baseball for me, what I remember in the last eight to ten years. And I, I love Cardinal baseball. But I just I, the business model had changed, and I don't think Moselloc in the front office has changed with baseball. Um, and I could be wrong on that, but it just seems to be that way. I think you got to be a little bit more aggressive. I think you got to take chances and I mean they don't really hold each other accountable at all. They just kind of go, oh, well, we almost made the playoffs or we almost we made the playoffs. <laughs> a couple of things could have been different. So I, I don't know. I think Mosailla's personality and I don't think he's with the times. Oh. just no. I'm just. I'm just saying. I don't. I think baseball is. I wouldn't say passing him by, but I don't think they're. They're changing their business model and strategy as much as they should from the last ten years.
4: The last couple of years, they've had a lot of success making moves at the deadline. Yes, they have. Getting quality pitchers that made a real difference.
3: Two huge moves at the deadline. Cannot deny that one yeah. bit, Doug.
4: Yeah.
3: Wish they would have signed Quintana. That's another one of those offseason, season just question mark. Yeah. Just why, but. Yeah, I agree. Their their trades in the past couple of seasons at the deadline have been really good.
1: Pause. Let me ask you, what has changed in baseball that the Cardinals haven't
3: changed with? I think they uh, you need to spend money, and I, and I realize I'm not I'm not talking 17 million dollars for a Yadier Molina you know reunion tour or you know 10 12 million dollar for you know Wainwright's 50th birthday party. Like oh. I, I I I I think God we need Almighty to allocate Doug. allocate money elsewhere. And we've we've had a huge need, Iggy, for outfield. A a cornerstone outfielder instead of Gritchick, Piscotty, Fowler. You could name all these revolving door outfielders. We just have had an opportunity to sign one of those. An infielder, you know, Tommy Edmund can move to second. There's not a lot of shorts. I mean, you you know, you've got Paul DeYoung. You don't have a lot of depth there. And now you're bringing up Mason Wynn, who won't be on the roster until 2026. So, like, I, I think there were moves that should have been made. And they just decided to, you know, again hold those prospects up on a pedestal, and try to justify not spending the money and having second-rate players in the outfield like Yepes and Newt Barn. No offense to those guys, but they're not cornerstones. Um, so that would be where I think a change should have been implemented well, to be that, spending more not, money.
1: That's not baseball is changing and mosaic hasn't changed with well, baseball. Well, you also don't we take your lose.
3: pitcher out with six and two-thirds innings with no hit or one-hit baseball either. Like, I, I think they talk themselves into making stupid decisions or not making decisions at all. Again, you those are have moves. the best
0: fans in baseball in St. Louis.
3: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Again, those are moves that Carl's have made, that, but it, it's not
1: how <laughs> baseball has changed and mosaic hasn't changed with baseball. But
3: they're analytic whores, and I think that gets in the <laughs> oh, way. Analytic
1: whores. Well, a lot, of, a lot of
3: teams have gone that route. I think a lot of teams have also realized that, like, going above and beyond with the stat cast and all that can get in your way. Like Lars Nootbaar spent his entire offseason closing his eyes and swinging blindly to get a 109 mile an hour swing, which in the end doesn't make any sense if you're popping him straight up or striking out. So I I don't. (laughs) I just. I just can't get behind uh, what they're selling. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a decent team. Don't get me wrong; they're not butt asses ever, which we should yeah. all appreciate. Yeah, but I mean, going no, they, to the game and watching that,
4: <sighs> we get spoiled. No. I mean, if they ever had a horrible season, we just we'd blow up completely, wouldn't we?
3: We'd be crestfallen for we'd sure. D-
4: we would be. We just assume <laughs> that they're in the playoffs.
0: But what I think is interesting, and we got uh, it's a, it's 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 more of a kind of a podcast discussion or a discussion where we have a full hour is. The Blues are in the midst of what can only be described as an incredibly disappointing season. Yeah. You, would you agree with that, Doug? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yet I feel like, and maybe I'm off the mark, if, if we were to do in a, more of a scientific one than me just tweeting it out to, the, you know, my followers, which are certainly not representative of St. Louis sports fans, um, but like if Randy Carricker sent it out and then I sent it out, and you kind of got that two different audiences' mindsets— I would think the Blues have a higher approval rating than the Cardinals, which sounds asinine on on the surface. But I think that and I think and I think again, this is all thesis. This is this is this isn't backed up with any data, but I think that's because fans of the Blues who are also fans of the Cardinals and fans of the Cardinals are also fans of the Blues believe that the Blues are always trying to win. Whether they are or not, they always believe they're trying to win. And they want the Blues to get a playoff series because, oh, it'll help Mr. Stillman to have that revenue. Nobody goes, oh, it'll help Mr. DeWitt to get those two games. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. And, and it's just a different mindset. And and a, and a lot of that, I swear to you, I swear to you that I think there's something to this. A lot of it is as simple as the way John Mazelok comes off to the fans. Yeah.
4: Comes off as an intellectual, a little Who, smarter than everybody right. else.
0: <laughs> And yep. that they're being talked down to, and especially in a market that doesn't necessarily have you know, isn't littered with Fortune five hundred companies and you know, it it isn't it isn't necessarily well received here. Maybe
4: the same reason Whitey Herzog was so wildly popular.
0: And I was good I was about to go yep. into up until he won the pennant. Once he won the pennant, that's when it changed. It wasn't two thousand six, it was two thousand four. Tony Russa was on the outside looking in. Yeah. And it was, oh, he doesn't eat meat, he drinks wine, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't understand why his family doesn't live with, I mean, all these things. Probably doesn't fish. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. and so it goes into that. Now, it's not not that Doug Armstrong's, you know, this man of the people thing, but there is a belief more that they are more hashtag relatable. And on top of it, that they will do, and they will spend the cap, even if they're perceived as being a lower budget team to try to win now it's not fair because four years ago they won a stanley cup and it absolutely unified this region including people who probably hadn't watched a hockey game up until they played the dallas stars in the second round uh and that was only four years ago the cardinal world series is now at this point you know more than a decade ago but um it just it's something and and, and for example when the juan soto thing came up i mean jackson and i were talking about it on 101 and people were like. How dare you even talk about the Cardinals going and get Juan Soto's if it was like this and I'm going, why? And why shouldn't we talk about a team that's been as successful and a fan base that supports them as much... Going and getting Juan Soto is if we're like out of line for talking about something like that, which to the card, which works to the Cardinals' advantage because the, not everybody in the fan base, but a healthy portion of the fan base, doesn't expect them to go out and do that, and so therefore the standards are lower. Meanwhile, the Blues are dealing with the salary cap, and people are going, "Why didn't they get Matthew Kachuk in here?" You know. Well, does anyone come and play here? And the real answer is, you know, I'd kind of rather be in South Florida. But even if he didn't want to be in South Florida, it still was a salary cap situation. Now, the Cardinals don't have to deal with that. But with that said, there was an expectation that they would go out and sign this prized uh, potential free agent before he was traded from the Flames to the Panthers. And it's so weird to me that the team that is blue blood is not held to the standard that the team, no pun intended, is absolutely not in the Blues. But for whatever reason, <laughs> that's the, the current standard. That when Bryce Harper's out there and you have an outfield need, yeah, there wasn't really a serious conversation am- amongst fans about Bryce Harper. There was a portion of the fan base. When Juan Soto was out there, and initially it became it, it wasn't credible. Jackson and I were talking about it on one one But it's like, oh, God, those morons are talking about Juan Soto. And then it became real. But it's like, well, the Cardinals can't possibly do that. Well, why not? Do you want to win Because that's the thing. You just want to get in. And the thing is, when they just got in in 2006 and 2011, they won the World Series. And when they had their best teams, 2004 and 2013, they got to the World Series, but they didn't win. And so I think it has created this false premise of just get in, and it's like the NCAA tournament. And what we found is since they haven't won an NLCS game since 2014, that's actually not the case anymore in baseball. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-881-TMA five. Email in for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today. The, the Colonel Gabe Diarmin, brought to you by James Carlton, comes up next. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after.